Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blessings upon blessings. This is J-Units here from Richmond, VA. Please stay tuned for season seven of Let's Talk to the Lord Gospel Radio Talk Show, created and hosted by Apostle John E. Ross. And we are J.U. Trying to do what's right, but it does.
blessings and more grace in the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. I am your gospel radio apostle, Apostle John E. Ross, creator and host of this podcast, lead apostle and founder of the Omega International Prophetic Ministries, and thank you for tuning in for Season 7 of Let's Talk to the Lord Gospel Radio Talk Show. And Kingdom, our guest for this episode in Season 7 of Let's Talk to the Lord is Jason Davis. Kingdom, Jason is a husband, author, speaker, teacher, encourager, and stewardship coach by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Jason helps kingdom business owners grow so they can reach their full potential. Kingdom Jason has helped lead people out of over $310,000 of debt and set aside upwards of $100,000 in savings and has trained over 1,200 individuals and counting on the concepts of leadership development and teamwork. Brother Jason Davis, welcome to Let's Talk to the Lord. Yes, Apostle, it's a pleasure and an honor to be here, and I'm excited about having this conversation. Amen. And before we get into our interview, please, sir, share your story of repentance and your journey to relationship with our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. Absolutely, Apostle. For me, and I know this doesn't happen to everyone, I was a, the oldest of three brothers and in a family that had a firm foundation in believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. So I came, I, I came to the age of understanding very early as a child. I, I was about five or six years old when I received Christ as my Savior and Lord. But what really began to fortify my relationship with Christ, Apostle John, is trials and tribulations. My sophomore year in college, where I attended Georgia Tech, the Georgia Institute of Technology, I had one of the most traumatic time periods in my life. My parents of 25 years divorced. I lost my grandmother from a battle with Parkinson's disease. My youngest brother had kidney failure. And, oh, by the way, Georgia Tech being a top 10 public institution uh, in the United States was very, very hard. As a result of the divorce, unfortunately at the time, the, the church body that we were in, we were, weren't treated with the proper support at the time. We know that the word says that God hates divorce. Unfortunately, in the body of Christ, sometimes the way that our kingdom family treats that verse and the way we treat people accordingly 
sometimes we can be standoffish and not rally around people that are hurting during something like a divorce. So Apostle John, the walls were closing in. I didn't know where to turn. Both sides of my family are at odds. The walls are closing in, and my faith became more real than it ever was because I can recall a time I was laying, crying in the middle of my dorm, my dormitory, dormitory, the dorm floor, and I cried out to God, and I said, I don't, I don't have anyone. There's no one left. And I heard the voice of the Lord. I know God speaks to people differently. Some people know with a feeling. Some people have dreams and visions, and some people hear a still, small, audible voice. Well, Apostle, I heard the still voice and said, Jason, I've always been here. And though everyone else seemingly has left you, I will never leave you. And Apostle John, for me, though I had made the confession of faith as a young child, my faith became solidified right there on my dorm floor at 19 years old. Amen. 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 Praise God and amen again. Kingdom, our interview of Jason Davis is from a book authored by Brother Davis titled Being Rooted in God's Plan for Work and Business. The main thing for this interview is don't conform to the world's way of doing things or doing business, but be ye transformed by doing business God's way. So we are titling this episode, Fortify Your Business, and we will be discussing integrating faith into the work that we do and living out our faith in the marketplace. Now, Brother Davis and Kingdom, this topic and interview is very critical for the kingdom of God. This subject to me has crippled us in the body of Christ because it has been taught and understood so horribly incorrect. So I pray that we can shed more light and at least begin to get back on track. To begin, wealth and provision are two separate topics, ideas, and teachings because not everyone will be wealthy in this earth realm, which is one of the reasons Jesus came in the flesh to a family of humble means. Kingdom provision is the action of providing or supplying something. It in itself is the act of or the process of providing. Now, kingdom wealth is an abundance of valuable possessions or money. Wealth is a great amount of money, prosperity, and possessions. Please understand, seeking God for provision and seeking God for wealth are two totally different sets of principles. And keep in mind, the time and the resources invested in your education, in your skills, in your talents and gifts will all go towards your level of yearly income from lower to upper middle class. 
Wealth is a gift that not all will have the opportunity to receive in this earth dimension, but all of us will be wealthy in the heavenly dimension for eternity. The gift of wealth were decided before we were formed in our mother's womb, declared in Jeremiah 1 and 5. Kingdom God has set in place the course for you to obtain wealth. God is sovereign in God's decision. Wealth is a gift without repentance. However, the path you choose will affect your outcome. When you choose a life without relationship with God through Christ, you are choosing Babylon. And the rulers of Babylon are the demonic world system, which means to lie, deceive, kill, steal, and destroy all of God's creation, no matter how much money you make. So, Brother Jason Davis, what is the process of integrating faith into the work that we do? I love that question, Apostle, because as you alluded to, and that was such a great description, talking about wealth and provision, when it comes to integrating faith into the work that we do, it starts with our mindset and mentality. As humans, we have been taught and conditioned to compartmentalize. In other words, Apostle, we act one way at home, a different way in the office, a certain way with family, a certain way with friends, and we allow the compartmentalization of our environment to dictate how we respond and how we act and how we conduct our way of living. When we think about the workplace, Apostle, we are going to spend, and this has nothing to do with desire or people's viewpoint on family. We know that people will work several more thousands of hours in public than they will spend at home. So why is that so important, Apostle? It means that there's more opportunities to share our faith and be a light in the darkness. When we compartmentalize and separate putting God only on Sundays and elevating our responsibility of, well, I'll just take things into my own hands Monday through Saturday, that is an incorrect viewpoint of the life that we live. We know that Jesus is with us. The scripture tells us, Apostle, that our bodies are the temple, the very dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. One of the promises of God is that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. So in other words, the presence of God goes with us into every environment. We have the traveling presence of God with us because he's in us. How dare we restrict sharing being a light in the darkness, displaying, doing work with excellence, operating in a spirit of collaboration, leading by serving, how dare we restrict that to the walls of the church on Sunday and not invite people into a relationship 
with Christ by the way that we live Monday through Saturday and especially in the work that we do. So the process, Apostle, begins with tearing down this false mindset of I'm supposed to be one way at church and I'm supposed to be another way on Monday. We know the words of Jesus, let your light shine so before men that they might see your good works and come and glorify your Father in heaven. Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, and Apostle, I don't know about you, whatever includes anything and everything, and that includes the work that we do, regardless of industry, regardless of its white-collar or blue-collar work. Whatever you do, work heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men, for it is the Lord Christ whom we serve. And that is the beginning of the process. When we change our mindset, Apostle, our life has the ability to be changed. So mindset, a changing of the mindset, begins the process of transformation. God is with you from the boardroom to the bathroom, from the bedroom to the meeting room, from vacation to the marketplace. He is with you. Amen, amen, and amen again. Kingdom, being rooted in God means to totally depend on God as the sole source of everything in your life, which means that your manifested success in this life comes from God, and we are nothing without God and Christ Jesus. And as you walk out every area of your wealth journey, God the Holy Spirit will continue your growth while bearing fruit. So, Brother Jason Davis, how do we walk out faith in the marketplace? Apostle, we walk out our faith in the marketplace by the life that we live. And the life that we live comes from submission to our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Every single day, Apostle, we have two decisions. We can choose to have an independence day or a dependence day. What do I mean by that? The world system that we live in tells us that we can do whatever we want, whenever we want, however we want. And that is the antithesis of the Lord Jesus Christ. So how you live comes back to values and principles and submission. We vertically relate to our Lord Jesus Christ with righteousness. We are the righteousness of God, not because of anything we did, but because of what Christ Jesus has done for us. So if we're going to live out our faith in the marketplace, we must relate and submit to the Lord Jesus Christ in our speech, in our thoughts, in our actions, and the way we treat people, which gets into leading and managing, the management of money, how we resolve conflict, how we build teams, how we encourage people and build them up, how we uh, have 
conflict but build bridges back to reconciliation. All of those things have to do with how we live at our faith in the marketplace. So do we submit to the Lord Jesus Christ daily and relate to him vertically with righteousness and then horizontally with people by way of justice? Psalm 89.13, justice and righteousness are the foundation of God's throne. And so are we going to abide by the world system's way of doing things or not so we can have an independence day and do what we want or we can have a dependence day and follow proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 and 6 to trust in the lord with all our heart and not lean on our own understanding but in all our ways acknowledge him there's that all word again apostle in all our ways which includes how we show up in the marketplace and how we do business how we generate content and all our ways acknowledge him and he will uh, make our path straight. A lot of times, Apostle, we do the opposite. Trust, this is the, uh, I call it from the book of nowhere. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is God's word. But what we do is uh, Second Self, chapter 2, <laughs> verse 5, and we say, trust, trust in myself with all my heart and lean on my own understanding. And in everything I do, I'm going to do what I want, when I want, wherever I want, and I don't need anyone's help. And unfortunately, too many times we have that mindset. So that's the how we integrate faith into the work that we do is by submitting to the Lord Jesus Christ walking out the values and the principles and the tenets that are in the Word of God. From Genesis to Revelation, Apostle, we have, as Apostle Peter in Second Peter chapter 1 says, we have everything we need to live a life of godliness. And godliness is to be taken into the marketplace. And that's some of how we do that, Apostle. So, Brother Jason Davis, please share with us about your book you wrote, Being Rooted in God's Plan for Work and Business, What's Its Purpose, and the preface for this book. Absolutely, Apostle. I wrote Fortify, Being Rooted in God's Plan for Work and Business, and it was published last year in, in March of 2021. And the central message of the book is don't conform to the world's way of doing business transform by doing business god's way and that theme comes directly from romans chapter 12 be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind apostle i stepped through 10 principles in the workplace that a lot of times we think the world owns the best practices on these business concepts but when we look in the word of god we know that god's word has a lot to say in it about business economics money how to treat people we see all of that and more in scripture so i step through principles like the purpose of work which starts back in genesis chapter one i talk about what it means to embody stewardship what effective leadership looks like 
how our values are golden when we follow what Christ is teaching us, how planning, failing to plan, is planning to fail, and how we can't just aimlessly and flippantly try to move through life and business without effectively planning. We talk about human resources when it comes to hiring, building teams, firing people, reconciling, conflict. People are the lifeblood of business. I talk about teamwork makes the dream work. Teams, we live in an information age, and while people have individual expertise, it is the power of the team that drives initiatives forward. So when you bring everybody's expertise together, the sum is greater than the parts. Leaning into conflict, conflict resolution, how do we come back from offending one another in the office setting? How do we come back from uh, publicly humiliating people? How do we come back from uh, disagreeing and moving forward with the mission, vision, or purpose even if I don't support what that person is saying? How do I go about doing that? Resting well. Rest. The concept of rest comes from our Lord with the Sabbath. What are we doing day to day? Are we being, are we driving? Are we being driven? Are we operating in a mindset of being driven to do things or are we operating in a mindset of our calling? Those are very different, being driven and being called. And our body is important, resting physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And lastly, Apostle, having a spirit of continuous improvement not improvement for improvement's sake, but doing things and honoring God and putting forth a spirit of excellence and looking for moments and ways to make people, process, and tools better. That's what Fortify, being rooted in God's plan for work and business, is all about. So, Brother Davis, what are the nuggets and principles of how we must fortify our businesses? Hmm. There are so many there, Apostle. But one thing that I'll begin with is work, as God has fashioned it, is not drudgery. Work is not something that we carry a negative attitude. And when we look at Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2, before even Eve was created, Adam was with God. And the first job description that God gave, now this isn't in Scripture, we're just looking at the text. Adam was made uh, over, to be over, the, to, to work and to keep, specifically to work and keep the garden. So the first quote-unquote job description was a gardener per se. And that process, Adam worked directly with God. There was a spirit of unity and harmony and collaboration. And that's the mentality that we ought to approach work with, not the way the world has said, oh, if you're not making a certain amount of money or you're not being treated a certain way, then work is drudgery and that you dread going to work. That's not how 
we're to approach work. So work is not drudgery, that's number one. Number two, we're not at work only to get a paycheck. We're at work to be a light in the darkness, to encourage one another, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's written that we are living epistles. Some people may never set foot in the four walls of the church, Apostle, mm-hmm. but what they will see they will see men and women in the marketplace, and they will see people operating in a spirit of excellence, and they will wonder what makes that man or that woman different. So as a living epistle, you have an opportunity daily, not just on Saturdays and Sundays, with being in worship with our community, with our local assembly. You have an opportunity in your office setting, because you might be the only Jesus that someone ever sees in their life. So two of the nuggets, Apostle, work is not drudgery, and work is not only to collect a paycheck. Amen, amen, and amen again. Brother Davis, could you share with us some principles of coming out of debt? Absolutely, Apostle. Uh, One of the things is understanding what debt does. Proverbs 22.7 says, The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is servant or slave to the lender. Now, modern-day slavery, we understand that sex trafficking and sex slavery is an issue. Uh, But that's not what we're talking about here. The Lord doesn't want anything nothing man-made or in any construct to come between his relationship with his children. When we are in debt, when we are in debt, no different from other types of things such as idols, and there are modern-day idols. The modern-day idols are things like power, money, and sex, the pursuit and the unnatural desire to have those things like sex within the confines of marriage is holy. When you're having sex wildly in other constructs, that's, that's what I mean. When you use your influence to spread the gospel, that's good. When we try to gain influence and power for our own selfish gain, that's bad. Money. Money is the answer to all things. There's a scripture, but at the same time, It is the Lord who gives power. You talked about the sovereignty earlier. He gives the power to obtain wealth. And when you don't approach money with the right attitude, when you don't heed the words of Jesus who said it is more blessed to give than to receive, when we allow things like that to get in the way, it becomes a hindrance. And so with that apostle, when we don't consider What to do with money, that means having a plan. When we don't have a plan for our money, when we don't have a guaranteed way to pay money back, and when we don't consider our income streams, we make immature decisions like taking out debt. So Proverbs 22.7 is saying, it's explaining to you that when you are in debt, It's being subject or servant or a slave to the lender. So long as you owe in a certain amount, it affects the relationship you have. So to a lender, 
as long as you owe them and you sign the dotted line, it creates a slave relationship. So the thing we want to do, debt is not evil, debt is not a sin, but we ought to use wisdom for when we borrow. A great example of this, Apostle, is buying a house. Property and real estate is all, and land is all throughout Scripture. So there's nothing, if you take out a mortgage for a house, that's great. Look to pay it off eventually. Uh, there's a lot of rhetoric back and forth about what to do, but you don't want the mortgage to be a burden, especially going into your senior years. We think about a car note. That's another thing. We think about student loans. So some ways to think about debt, Apostle, is consider having a guaranteed way to pay. Look at the interest rate because interest earned is a reward. Interest paid is a penalty. So have a guaranteed way to pay. Understand the terms, consider your income streams, and then have a debt elimination strategy. You can use something like the debt snowball, where you list out all of your debts from lowest amount to greatest amount, and you pay off the smallest debt first. Then you have something like the debt avalanche, where you list out all of your debts from highest interest rate to lowest interest rate, and you pay your debts down by the highest interest rate first, whereas the snowball, you pay it out by the lowest monthly recurring amount first. So there's the debt snowball, the debt avalanche, and then you have what's known as the debt blizzard, which allows a little flexibility based on where you're at in your life, based on your income and your situation and your life goals. You may employ the debt snowball for a short period of time, and then you might pivot and change up your strategy and pay off the highest interest rate debt. So the debt blizzard is combining the two methods based on the season and your life. Consider things like children, preparing for college. If you've got to take care of uh, uh, aging parents, are there two incomes coming in and all of a sudden there's one income? Has someone been laid off? your debt elimination strategy may change as a result. So those are some principles, Apostle, when it comes to thinking about uh, handling debt. And as you can see, Proverbs 22.7 and other things we don't even have time to get into, debt is mentioned in Scripture. But remember, kingdom, debt is not a sin and debt is not evil. But when it comes to using debt and paying debt off, you must walk in a spirit of wisdom. Amen. Brother Jason Davis, please end our discussion with what Holy Spirit wants you to share with the kingdom about being rooted in God's plan for work and business. Apostle, what I would say to the kingdom is the world has its way of doing things. God has his way of doing his and every single day you're presented, we will, we're presented with a choice. It's kind of like in the movie The Matrix, the red pill or the blue pill. Now, because the Spirit of God, if we've, if we've accepted Christ as Savior and Lord, he's inside of us. And so we have to die to ourselves daily. And so we have a choice, family. We have a choice, kingdom. And that is to walk in the Spirit 
and not gratify the desires of the flesh daily. And when it comes to the mentality that we approach work, may we see things through spiritual eyes that move practically. May we not be influenced by the culture of the world, but may we push back on the work environment, whether you're in corporate or entrepreneurship. May we push back as content creators. May we push back as leaders in your community and across society. May we represent the kingdom of God and show that Jesus is alive and well in the marketplace and that he's given us power to live a life rooted in his plans. May we do that and think about that daily, however we earn our income. Brother Jason Davis, please introduce yourself to the kingdom. Absolutely, Apostle. Well, folks, I'm Jason Davis, a.k.a. Mr. Fortify. I'm an author, speaker, and coach, and you can connect with me at my website, www.jerichoforce.com. You can subscribe to my podcast, the Jericho Force podcast, available on platforms uh, of choice such as Apple or Spotify. My Instagram handle is jason.n.davis. Again, jason.n.davis. That's my Instagram handle. And I'm also on Facebook. You can go to our Facebook page at Jericho Force. At Jericho Force. Website, Instagram, podcast, and Facebook page. And how may the kingdom support your businesses and purchase your books? Absolutely, Apostle. If you'd like to learn more about connecting with me on a, from a business perspective, again, you can go to my website, www.jerichoforce.com. You can support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a review. Again, that is the Jericho Force podcast available on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many platforms. And then you can purchase your copy of Fortify, Being Rooted in God's Plan for Work and Business, available on Amazon. You can get the paperback as well as the ebook Kindle version. There's also the Fortify workbook and journal that's a companion guide that goes with the paperback, and you can also purchase that at my website, jerichoforce.com, as well as on Amazon. So again, that is the Fortify book available on paperback or Kindle at amazon.com, or the Fortify workbook journal companion. Purchase that at jerichoforce.com as well as Amazon. Amen. Amen and amen again. Kingdom, let's talk to the Lord, can be heard on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Alexa, and YouTube. You may download episodes from speaker.com under Let's Talk to the Lord. We are live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central Time from KingdomInfluencersBroadcast.com and 11 a.m. every Saturday morning from Sensational Sounds Radio. 
Net. Please write to us at Let's Talk to the Lord at Yahoo.com. Please follow us on Twitter at Ross Apostle. Please visit our website, Let's Talk to the Lord Radio International. Please download our app on your Play Store from your cell phones under Let's Talk to the Lord Radio. You can now ask Alexa to play Let's Talk to the Lord Radio International and Let's Talk to the Lord Gospel Radio Talk Show Kingdom. We are now on Roku. To find us on Roku, search My Tuner Radio Platform, then search Let's Talk to the Lord Radio. Or if you want to listen to the podcast on Roku, you can search us under the iHeart Radio app, and then Let's Talk to the Lord Gospel Radio radio talk show. Let's Talk to the Lord Radio International is your 24-hour station for talk news, radio, interviews, and Christian music. On Amazon, order our book, Spiritual Guidance Through Alzheimer's Disease with author Kimberly V. Porter. All of my music are available on Amazon and all digital stores and outlets. Lord, Give Me Another Chance featuring Sean E. Scales and Tamara Lloyd. And Remember Now, Thy Creator featuring King David the Vessel, a new duo and doctrine, is also available under the name Minister John E. Ross. So Kingdom Until next time, may God bless you, and may God keep you living your lives at the foot of the cross under a open heaven. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. You cry.